It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. All right, all right, all right. We are back with another episode of On the Clock. I'm your host, Brett Whitefield, and today is a Mock Draft Monday. Now, listen, I got to get something off my chest. I am recovering from a really interesting upper respiratory thing that was not bacterial, not viral, but I lost my voice and I got this really nasty cough. So if I sound a little strained this morning, it's because I am on the recovery. Tried to rest my voice all weekend. Anyways, let's jump right into it. So I want to do another mock draft for you today on this mock draft Monday, but we're not going to focus as much on the first round and a little bit more on the second round. So I'm going to do a full two rounds. Um, I've already mocked the first round, just so you know. So we're just going to blast through that really quickly. And then we'll get into some of the, the second round picks here that I like. All in all, we'll try to get you to about 30 minutes and out real real sweet and smooth. So, all right, let's just kick it off right off the bat. We got the Carolina Panthers jumping at the number one overall pick. There's, I'm sticking with C.J. Stroud here. Uh, nothing of note there. Pick two, Bryce Young, same deal, quarterback Alabama. Pick three, I have the Tennessee Titans trading up like my last mock on the site, except this time it doesn't involve a three-team trade. They're just going straight up at Arizona. Don't remember the, the full, you know, package or whatever the Arizona gets but I know they get at least a first next year they get pick 11 and probably a second or yeah I think a second in this class as well so they're going QB Anthony Richardson at third overall and then at four I have the Colts completing the the quarterback one through four craziness they're going Kentucky Will Levis at pick five we got the Seahawks going Jalen Carter Pick six, this is interesting. Um, with Will Anderson still on the board, the Lions could have drafted Will Anderson, but instead they trade back two spots with the Atlanta Falcons, who desperately need edge help. Um, they come up and get the best edge defender in the class of Will Anderson. The Lions don't pick up much. I think they pick up a second-round pick, but it's worth it for them. We'll get to more of that about that later. So Will Anderson... Six to the Falcons. Number seven, I have the I have Vegas Raiders going Peter Skaronsky. The more I look at this pick, the more I think that this is actually such a, a Patriots move. And I know Vegas isn't the Patriots, but they are technically the Patriots West. Uh, Skaronsky kind of checks all those boxes. It reminds me a little bit of Isaiah Wynn when he's coming out of Georgia. A little bit undersized arms to play tackle. Can kick in the guard and be effective there. It's something I don't think McDaniels is going to care a whole lot about the arm length. And I think they'll give him a try at tackle. Even if he's not a tackle, they need offensive line help across the board. So I think getting Skaronsky is a is a win for them. Pick eight, the Lions are now picking edge defender Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. Um, you know, do I think they could still go Witherspoon here? Absolutely, I do. Do I think they could go Christian Gonzalez? Absolutely, I do. Is there an offensive lineman here they might like? There very well could be. I think when it's all said and done, though, Brad Holmes has kind of tipped his hand that, you know, what made them successful when he was in L.A. was they just constantly drafted D-linemen and O-linemen. And I think this works. And Wilson gives you a really nice 
close side edge across him in Hutchinson. He plays a tremendous power. I think he can give him some interior pass rush there. So that's why that's why I changed course here a little bit. Um, number nine, Paris Johnson Jr. I've said it a thousand times. We are just getting Justin Fields right. That's what all of our resources are going to. And until that is done, I will not stop. We're going Paris Johnson Jr. Tackle Ohio State. Pick 10, same as my mock draft from last week. I'm going Miles Murphy here. People are going to ask, why not Van Ness? If you're going edge, I like Murphy better as a prospect. Arizona, Christian Gonzalez, cornerback from Tennessee. So they trade back to 11, and they still get a pretty good player at a pretty high value position and something they also desperately need. I think it's a win for them. Pick 12. Bryce Young gets a receiver to build with, and that's Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State. I think as the dust settles for the receiver class, I think JSN is pretty clearly the top guy for most people. I think most teams are going to feel that way as well. In fact, you're hearing reports from guys like Jim Nagy that maybe JSN is the only receiver with the first-round grade for some teams. I'm not quite going to go that far with it, but I could see JSN being worthy of the 12th pick for sure. So Bryce Young gets some immediate help to go along with that rebuilding offense. All right, pick 13. The Lions actually trade up from pick 18 here. So one of the consistent themes in all my mocks is the Lions are moving around the board. This isn't because I'm a Lions fan. This is because this is what Brad Holmes does. He's very aggressive playing the draft board. When he wants a player, he'll come up for him. If he doesn't feel like there's value there, he will move back as well. So if they move back from 6 to 8, and then they're also coming up from 18 to 13 to take cornerback Devin Witherspoon from Illinois. So they're still getting Witherspoon in this mock. They're just getting him at 13. I think, you know, it's a, it might be a little bit more appropriate of a pick, but your spot for Witherspoon, I'm not sure Witherspoon has the same level of talent as the the top corners from last year. So going top 10 is a little, maybe a little rich. Um, I think my scores bear that out as well. So I think 13 is a nice spot for him. Um, I've kind of gone at length about why I think Witherspoon's a great fit for Detroit, so I'm not going to bore you with that right now. Um, if you would like more information on that, please listen to Take Talk from last week or um, I believe uh, last Monday's mock draft as well. All right, pick 14, the New England Patriots. They take cornerback Deontay Banks. So with the Lions moving to 13 to take a corner and then the Patriots immediately taking corner, this kind of suggests that maybe – I was worried about um, New England sniping them. Either way, New England still takes a corner. They desperately need one. Banks is such a great fit there because he has all of the physical tools Bill Belichick loves in a corner, and he has a tendency of making these guys superstars. So love the fit there. Do I think Banks is better than like Joey Porter Jr.? No. I think Porter Jr. is a better prospect, but I think Banks kind of just fits what New England's going to do a little bit better. Um, so we're going to go Banks instead of Porter here. 15, this is where I have Van Ness going. This is still really rich for Van Ness. Um, I got the Green Bay Packers taking him at 15. I don't, I, I'm not the biggest Van Ness fan. I don't need to go into that again. I've done that a million times as well. But I do think from a benchmark perspective, he checks a lot of the boxes that Green Bay looks for in their edge defenders, especially their power edge defenders. He rem, Van Ness reminds me a little bit of... Um, a less gifted Rayshon Gary when he was coming out of Michigan, and that worked out very well so far for Green Bay. So they're going back to the well here with a guy like Van Ness. Uh, pick 16, Joey Porter Jr. to Washington. 
pick 17. This is probably my favorite pick of the first round, and that's Darnell Wright to the Steelers. There might not be a, a better player team fit in the draft than Darnell Wright to the Steelers. Pick 18, we're going Nolan Smith, edge from Georgia. Is he a little undersized for the Sala system? He is. However, I think they can make it work with what they already have there. Plus, they do need you know a little, maybe a little bit of off the ball help. Um, I know on paper they look good there, but I, I think they might want to add to that room a little bit. So Nolan Smith kind of gives them a hybrid, flexible player that can do a lot of different things. Number 19, same as my last mock, Broderick Jones going to Tampa Bay, Donovan Smith out, Broderick Jones in. Pick 20, again, same, Jordan Addison. He's a Tyler Lockett clone. This is probably my second favorite team and player fit of the round. Um, pick 21 to the Chargers. I got Bijan Robinson. Pick 22 to the Ravens. I'm going Will McDonald, Iowa State edge defender. Now, ideally, I think they like Nolan Smith, and they probably like him enough that they might be willing to trade up for him. I'm not really sure, but Will McDonald is probably the next guy who fits the Ravens system really well. Um, do I have him 22 on my board? No, I do not. He's closer to like 35, I think, 38. Uh, 41 actually looking right now 41 on my board so you know it's it's hard though you get you get to the, out of the first round grade range and it's really hard to find play like you're gonna have to dip into the the second round pool here and we're about at that point so pick 23 the vikings go hendon hooker low-hanging fruit but i do like the fit nonetheless pick 24 we have kalijah cancy going to jacksonville i know this is like not a Trent bulky pick at all. He he really values prototype on the D-line. So length, size, athleticism, blah, blah. Canty's obviously athletic, but he doesn't check any of the length and height and weight numbers. So I don't think there's a chance. I would say the chances of bulky actually picking Canty are low, but I, I love the fit anyways. I think giving them another freak on that D-line just be crazy. It'd be scary. Pick 25. I got TC wide receiver Quinton Johnston of TCU. Uh, I think he's the perfect. I don't know. How do I say this? I think he's the perfect compliment to what they already have going at receiver. They have a lot of these smaller guys like, you know, Wandell Robinson, Paris Campbell, Jr. Uh, Sterling Shepard, Quinton Johnson gives them like a good amount of size. And he's still a really good playmaker, especially in the short parts of the field. So I still think they have that element there. I know a lot of people have been mocking Zay to them. I think Johnston gives them a lot of the same things Zay does from a schemed touch perspective. And now you're getting a little bit more size, some downfield playmaking. I'm a, I'm a big fan of this fit here. Pick 26, Mozzie Smith to Dallas. Um, I love this fit as well. Ma, I know a lot of people don't have Mozzie as a first-round guy. Technically speaking, I don't either, but we're at that point where it doesn't matter. Actually, I do have – never mind. No, Mozzie's not a first-round guy for me. Sorry. But he's close, and we're at that point where it doesn't matter because we're out of first-round grades anyways. Mozzie Smith going 26 here. I think he gives him some pass rush juice, gives him some athleticism in the middle, just makes that D-line even more nasty. Pick 27. This was the hardest pick for me of the whole round. There just wasn't a lot here. I considered Brian Branch. But I ended up going cornerback Emmanuel Forbes. I think what he can do in zone coverages is really, really attractive to a team that likes to play a lot of zone. They like to get home with four guys and think in the right environment, Forbes could thrive. And I think the Bills are probably the place to do that. So for the second year in a row, 
They're taking a quarterback high in the draft. Next pick, we're going Cincinnati. Uh, we're going tight end from Utah, Dalton Kincaid. I love just giving Burrow more weapons. Now, listen, I did consider the one of the other tight ends, Darnell Washington. In fact, you could consider Mayer here as well, but Washington with that stretch zone, that wide zone that, that Cincinnati likes to run would be such a weapon in the run game too. And what's interesting is Darnell Washington now is going to fall down the board quite a bit because he didn't go here. So um, I guess we'll get to that later. But pick 29, New Orleans Saints going Osiris Torrance. This is the most saintsy pick ever, right? They're just going to play it safe. They're just going to grab a guy that just can plug and play right away. Um, I know he played a lot of right guard at Florida. He can do that when New Orleans, or he can play left guard, whatever they need him to do. Pick 30. This is probably the biggest value of the draft because he is a first-round grade for me, and that's safety Brian Branch from Alabama. And I know, listen, I know the Eagles don't value linebacker, safety, running back a lot, and unfortunately that's what you guys get mocked a lot. But with the the value here, it's a, it's a pretty big disparity from what's on the board. So I felt like Howie Roseman wouldn't pass on a guy like Brian Branch. He could come in, play that CJ, you know, CJG role or whatever right away. I think he's probably best fit as like a slot safety hybrid. And I think they know exactly how to use him, to be honest with you. So I, I like this pick a lot. Pick 31, tight end from Notre Dame, Michael Mayer. I've kind of been pretty consistent. I think my last couple mocks have had Mayer going to the Chiefs. This is another one where you could consider, um, you know, Darnell Washington. You could consider another like Luke Musgrave if they wanted to swing for the fences on athleticism. Um, there's also a million other directions they could go tackle here. Dewan Jones, Anton Harrison. But I like the idea of planning for life without Kelsey. All right, pick 32. The Steelers get Brian Brisset, defensive tackle from Clemson. I love this pick for them. Brisset definitely seems like a Steeler type of guy. And coming out, man, they come out swinging. They get Darnell Wright and Brian Brisset. That's a really solid draft for them, kind of rebuilding the trenches, which is what made, has made Pittsburgh so great for so long, kind of getting back to their identity there. It's only going to help young quarterback. Can he pick it as well? Pick 33, we're going Houston. And they're going Felix and Aduke Azuma, edge defender from Kansas State. So to quickly recap, they get Bryce Young. They get Jackson Smith and Jigba, and now Felix and Aduke Azuma. Uh, and Aduke Azuma is a first-round pick for a lot of people. Um, he's not for me, but I do think he's a heck of a player. Um, 40th on my board. They're getting him at 33rd. I think, I mean, good value. They, they're going to add a little bit to the to the defense here, get that kick started. I like it. Pick 34. This was a really tough pick with what was on the board. I wanted to go receiver for them, but all the receivers available kind of fit what they already have already. So, like, Zay Flowers is there, but, like, they have Hollywood Brown and um, Rondell Moore and Greg Dortch. Those are all undersized guys that do a lot of the same thing. There's way too much overlap, so I couldn't really justify it. Thought about Jalen Hyatt here as well. Again, Hyatt's a little bigger, but he's still pretty undersized from a weight standpoint, more of a vertical-only guy. I... I didn't really know what to do, so I went I went tackle Anton Harrison. When in doubt, just grab big dudes that can play. I mean, that's that's honestly a rule you should always live by when doing drafts because those guys are scarce. You know, receivers will always be available in some capacity. Big guys that can play, not so much. So with that said, pick 35, I did go Zay Flowers to the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I think with Levis's big knock being consistent accuracy, consistent mechanics, you know, 
throwing short and intermediate. I I wanted to add a guy that can really dominate that part of the field. And they have a great duo right now in Michael Pittman Jr. and Alec Pierce, a good young duo. But those are bigger guys, more downfield possession type guys. Flowers gives them a little bit more separation ability from the slot. Now, I don't think Flowers is a slot only guy, but I do think you can use Pittman as a big slot if, if they want to get Flowers outside. But just considering the circumstances here, I'm okay with Flowers because it is the 35th pick. It's not like you're taking a guy in the first round and telling him he's got to play in the slot only. So I think with the circumstances, this is a great pick for Indy, and it's just going to make Will Levis a little bit better. Pick 36, the Rams, they need so much. I didn't – it's another one I was like a little unsure. I went Dewan Jones, tackle Ohio State. Um, that offensive line was so bad last year. One of the reasons their season completely fell apart. Is he the best scheme fit? No, I think maybe Dewan Jones's, you know, lack of top end mobility could hamper what Sean McVay likes to do in the run game a little bit, but he makes up for a lot of that with length. So I'm not sure it's not a great scheme fit, but, you know, ideally maybe they could have got one of the other tackles in this class, but it just didn't work out for them. Either way, they're getting a heck of a player. So pick 37. Uh, Seattle is getting John Michael Schmidt. Um, center guard combo from Minnesota. He could play interior OL. That is what Seattle needs. And they're coming like my first mock 1.0. I had Seattle taking him at 20. Now they're getting him at 37. Incredible value in my opinion. So just to recap, they're getting Jalen Carter at five. They are getting Jordan Addison at 20. And now <clears throat> they're getting uh, John Michael Schmidt at 37. I think it's a great value. Pick 38, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders go cornerback from South Carolina, Cam Smith. I do really like this. Cam Smith seems like a corner who's going to fit there really well. He can do a lot of press man type stuff, but he can also play off. Got good instincts. I, I like what they're doing there. All right. Pick 39. We got to get CJ Stroud more weapons. What they have is not good enough. And I know they signed DJ Chark and Adam Thielen to go with Terrace Marshall. It's not good enough, guys. So we're going wide receiver, Tennessee, Jalen Hyatt. This is a steal. I like Hyatt a lot. My initial viewing of Hyatt when I watched him, I did love a lot of what he does. And I thought he was going to score as a first-round player for me. He did not, but he's close. He's close. He's like an 86.6, which puts him 31st on my board just outside of the first round and they're getting him here at 39 i love the idea of adding speed to that though because Thielen, a little broken down terrace marshall you know not a super strong vertical threat at this point and then chark still recovering from the ankle and knee don't know how much juice he's gonna have so i love getting a guy who can stretch the field for cj stroud and the carolina panthers here pick 40 new orleans they're going Edge defender from Northwestern, Edetomawa Edabarwe. Edaboware, sorry. Some of these names are hard to pronounce. But this is a very New Orleans. I said the Osiris, Tor- Osiris Torrance pick was very New Orleans-y. This is also very New Orleans-y. They like toolsy de- developmental edge guys. Is he going to give them a ton of juice this year? Probably not, but he can play inside out. Some people think his best fit might be as a D-tackle. He's got the length and athleticism to be tremendous wherever they line him up but he is going to have a little bit of a developmental curve to his game so uh, i do think it's a very saintsy type of pick though 
Pick 41, another edge defender off the board to Arizona. They're going B.J. Ojolari. Now, they drafted three edge guys last year, but none of them with a super high pedigree. I think Ojolari gives them a little bit more upside on the edge there as they look to kind of rebuild that D-line after losing Zach Allen and J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones the year before. So they're continuing that on with B.J. Ojolari. All right, pick 42. This one's going to surprise a lot of people, but the New York Jets, they need athletic linemen. They need they need help at tackle. They need help potentially at guard as well. So I went with North Dakota State tackle Cody Mock. Um, this might be a little high for where I have him scored. Let's see here. Yeah, you know, I, I have like a, a fringe second, third round grade on him. They're taking him at 42. The the versatility, the positional versatility, and the fact that he won't they don't necessarily need him to play right away will give them some time to develop him. I and I think he from a mentality standpoint and a physicality standpoint, he's a great fit here. Um, you know, again, Jets fans, if you're looking for a guy who's gonna step in and start right away, I'm not sure Cody's gonna do that for you, but the upside is worth it to me, and I, I think this is a good pick for them. You know, he can he can play guard, play tackle, he can year one at least be a really really good backup for them that gives them some some insurance on that o line jets making back-to-back picks here they go linebacker dan henley at uh from washington state at pick 43 um now listen i already said the nolan smith pick was to kind of help that off the ball linebacker unit as well as the edge group the problem for me when i got to this pick was like there wasn't a ton of good options here for where they need to go. And I couldn't stop seeing Fred Warner in my scouting notes on Henley. And with Robert Sala there, we see what Warner's becoming in San Francisco. It just, it was too attractive for me to pass. I'm not a linebacker guy at all, by the way. I think it's the least valuable position in all of the NFL. Uh, But if you can find a difference maker, that's where it becomes valuable. And I'm not saying Henley necessarily is, or for sure will be, but if you're trying to recreate a coverage monster, a rangy guy who just literally can play all over the field, he can you know cover the slot when he needs to at times, he can body up tight ends, play man coverage, play off zone. Like Henley is that guy. He he has the best chance to become uh, like a Fred Warner in this class. And what better team to do it than a Robert Sala led Jets? Pick forty four. The Detroit Lions they acquired this pick in that trade back with Atlanta. So they moved back two spots, picked up 44. I think they kicked in a fourth or something too. Cause I think, yeah, I think they kicked in a fourth to, to do this. But anyways, pick 44. I have, I was not anticipating going running back in the second round here, but Jameer Gibbs sitting there, standing them in the face. He kind of gives them what they hoped they had in Deandre Swift. So do you run into next season with, with uh, David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs? The Lions love the run game. They like throwing to the running backs. Ben Johnson loves designing plays for these guys. Obviously, DeAndre Swift is still in the fold as well, but now they don't have to worry about paying him next year or dealing with all the injury stuff. Slam dunk pick, in my opinion. So, Green Bay Packers, this was easily the hardest pick of the entire two rounds to make. They have needs, but they also have they have one need that stands out above the rest, and it's a practicality need. I don't know what they're doing if Jordan Love doesn't work out or if they don't have or if he gets hurt or something. So I went with Tanner McKee. 
quarterback from Stanford. This is a little early for McKee, probably. I think there's like the second round quarterback fallacy where if you got a second round grade on the quarterback, you should probably just take him in the first round. But I just think the value, it's okay because he plays quarterback. So you, you I'm willing to reach a little bit because he's a quarterback. And I think the Packers are at a point where they probably need to throw some darts at quarterback. We don't know what Jordan Love is yet, to be honest. And now they probably feel like they know what he is a lot better than we do. It doesn't matter. Um, you can't you can't hinge your entire franchise on what you think a guy is. So I like the idea of throwing a dart at a quarterback here. You could convince me maybe wait till the third round and go for like an Aiden O'Connell or something like that. But Tanner, you know, he's got some some workable qualities, some good you know accuracy. He's really good in a pro style offense. I think he'll do well there. This roster is too good to let it fall on bad QB play. So we gotta we gotta do something when we're going Tanner McKee. Pick forty six. Uh, the New England Patriots are going edge defender from USC. Tuli Tepulotu. Um, he seems like a Patriots kind of guy. Reminds me a little bit of D- Dietrich Wise when he came out. You know, longer, bigger frame, powerful edge setter. Like he's going to defend the run, so he can be that close side edge. Going to defend the run, and then he'll have to work on those pass rush chops. But I think you know that this is the type of guy New England likes to develop. So uh, fits a need and is you know worth. I think I think this is a, a plenty good spot for him to go as far as forty sixth overall. Um, 47, the Washington Commanders take linebacker Jack Campbell. Uh, this is a tough pick, too. They have a, they have some other needs they could have gone with. Um, but they're they're continuing to build that defense, which is, has worked for them. Um, so they got Joey Porter Jr. in the first round to play corner. Now they're getting Jack Campbell to mix in at linebacker. Does he start right away for them? Probably. Um, I don't think... Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't see re- reason why he wouldn't start right away for them. I, I think Cody Barton is is projected to start for them right now, and I don't think he's a very good player. So, pick forty eight, the Detroit Lions take guard from TCU, Steve Avila. So definitely a top five favorite pick in the draft for me. Um, Avila is like he is a Dan Campbell guy. I think Duke Man- Mannyweather did a good job of pointing out just how culturally sound Steve Avila is from a football I- IQ football character standpoint. Um, national championship game his team's down like 65 to 7 and you got steve avila with two minutes left in the game he's out there pancaking dude still just does not care he's gonna play hard to you know whistle to whistle and then 60 minutes he's gonna play hard every single snap love that about them about him i think the lions regime would be all over that if he was there at 48 pick 49 cornerback from miami tyreek stevenson this is an interesting guy because Steelers like to mix up their coverages. They'll they'll do some, you know, fire zone. They'll do some some cover zero. <laughs> they'll blitz a lot and then you know put their corners on the island. But they'll also like to play some off zone. So Tyreek is one of the few guys in this class that has experience doing all that. He's a very physical play in your face corner, but he can play some off zone type stuff as well. Would wouldn't uh, surprise me if this actually happened because I do think he's a, a really good scheme fit for them. Um, and the, yeah, recap too. So the Steelers get Tyreek Stevenson after taking Darnell Wright in the first round and Brian Brisset in the second round. So after getting a couple of biggins, they go they go a little bit smaller there. 
grab the corner, which they desperately need, replacing Cam Sutton, etc. Pick 50. Tight end from Oregon State, Luke Musgrave to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like the idea of giving Kyle Trask or Baker Mayfield, whoever starting more weapons. Musgrave is a dog. I He's a fringe first-round grade for me. So getting him at pick 50 is nice. I get the questions with the health. I get the incomplete production profile as well. When you look at the physical traits, for me, too hard to pass on. Um, he's going to give you a lot in the run game as well as a blocker, especially with a little bit of development. So pick 51, Miami Dolphins going Sam Laporta from Iowa, tight end. Another pick I really, really like here. They need a tight end badly, very badly. Now, is it like value-wise the best pick they could make considering they didn't have a first-round pick and now you're you're coming back with a tight end in the second round? Uh, probably not. Not going not gonna to lie to you there. That's probably not the way they will go because it is a, a, a less valuable position. They're going to need to prioritize value probably with this pick. But anyways, I like the fit in Miami. Obviously, there's the Kittle comp with Laporta, which blah, 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 whatever. It's not even why I did it. I just think Laporta's run-after-catch ability in the Mike McDaniel offense, similar to the way we saw him use Kittle, was great. Don't care that they both played at Iowa, none of that. I just think this is a, a slam dunk for them. And I, I like the idea of continuing to push the envelope with Tua. He is their guy right now, no matter you know what you say. So getting the most out of him is important to me. All right, pick 52. We got Seattle Seahawks taking cornerback from Kansas State, Julius Brents. This is such a... A perfect scheme fit to me. I don't like, I like Brent's a lot, but I'm pretty convinced he's going to be scheme dependent. I mean, a lot, of, let's face it, a lot of players are scheme dependent. That's not like earth shattering news, but I think Brent's is going to be extra for where I think his ceiling could be. I think it's, it's going to require the perfect scheme. And I think the Seahawks might be the perfect scheme. Putting him on the opposite side of Tariq Wollen, you got Kobe Bryant playing the slot. Got a really nice young cornerback trio. Brent's checks all those Seattle cover three boxes. I know they're not only doing that anymore, but he's big and long, super long, length for days, good ball skills. You know, he's got good reactionary stuff, um, good processing skills. So if he wants to play press, you know, zone, that's great. If they want to play him off zone, that's great. The length is a huge weapon. Um, and then, now you have Seattle back with two, six, three plus corners. I think that's pretty cool. Pick 53, Chicago. Could you, oh, real quick. Seattle now, they've had a haul here. Okay, let's let's recap the haul. First round, Seattle took Jalen Carter at five. They took Jordan Addison at 20. Second round now, they took John Michael Schmitz at 37. And Julius Brents at 52. I think it's a really nice haul. A couple defensive players, a couple offensive players for a team that was already pretty good last year. They're just going to continue to get better. All right, pick 53. Any guesses here? I'll give you three seconds. Yeah, wide receiver. Yep. We're, we are not relenting, okay? We are getting Justin Fields right. We took wide receiver from North Carolina, Josh Downs. Um, You know, listen. Josh Downs isn't my favorite player in this draft class. I've not been shy about that. However, I think the fit is freaking perfect. Um, he comes to a team that's got a decent 
de- decently established wide receiver class group, you know, with DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, and Darnell Mooney. Now, why all those guys are not necessarily new- needle movers, they all have a lot of experience and they all have very specific things they do well. Josh Downs can come in and man the slot, take a lot of those you know, vertical slot reps. He's really good on manufactured touches. Let's get him going that way. I know Moore can also play in the slot a little bit. So can Mooney. Um, they'll have to figure it out. But man, we're giving we're giving Justin Fields weapons now. We're giving him options. We're giving him outs. He need outs. Okay. Um, so they improve the offensive line. Now they're improving at wide receiver. This is all about Justin Fields for me. Point blank. All right, pick fifty four. The Los Angeles Chargers, they went B. John Robinson in the first round. The value was just too good to pass on. In the second round, they're going wide receiver from Cincinnati, Tyler Scott. I love this fit. They need a legit vert threat so bad. Scott has all the juice in the world. Uh, bonafide track guy. Um, for a track guy, too, he's got really good start-stop ability. I know a lot of receivers with track backgrounds, they have trouble with route running because – the way you're trained to run as a track guy, you have that really open gate. So when your gate is super wide and open and less choppy, it's sometimes hard to decelerate and make quick route breaks. I don't see that with Tyler Scott at all. I think he runs probably the best post route in the entire draft. I need to see Justin Herbert hitting this man at the deep post. Please, God. Um, so Chargers doubling up on offense here, but it makes sense. When you have a guy of Justin Herbert's caliber and you still haven't really seen the ceiling play from him and he's got a contract decision coming up i gotta see that so now you're going to trot out keenan allen mike williams tyler scott add b john robinson robinson to that offense um if if herbert can't make it work with those guys uh oh shake the finger let's see what's going on there all right pick 55 the detroit lions are selecting oh real quick too about sorry sorry to to back up real quick but the Chargers at that pick, I also I considered Marvin Mims, you know, bonafide deep threat himself. But I just felt like Tyler Scott just being the true burner, the true separator downfield. Felt like that was just a, a slightly better pick for them. So even though I have Mims significantly higher on my board. All right, pick 55. The Detroit Lions are going wide receiver as well. So we have a run of receivers here in Josh Downs, Tyler Scott, and now wide receiver from Tennessee, Cedric Tillman. Um, this gives the Lions probably the missing link in that offense. Um, I know they didn't need a prototype X. They could have made it work with a lot of guys because I'm on rock play on the outside a little bit. Obviously, J-Mo does. This is a traditional X, though. And Tillman gives them that intermediate route running that they really need, that big body, catch radius, red zone threat, and Cedric Tillman. This is a good pick for them. I and mean, It gives them a really, really balanced receiver core now with Cedric Tillman, Amon Ra, who's a separator in the short and inter- intermediate parts of the field. He's also great in the gadget plays. And then J-Mo is just a pure field stretcher, burner type. This is a really nice compilation of weapons for Jared Goff. So I think that's a win for them. So to recap real quickly, the Lions have now made five picks in this draft. Uh, Tyree Wilson, Devin Witherspoon in the first round. And then they went ahead and drafted Jameer Gibbs, Steve Avila, and Cedric Tillman. Two defense in the first round, then three offense in the second round. I kind of like the blend there. I did consider um, uh, – who did I consider here for them? Oh, A.T. Perry, because A.T. Perry is very similar to um, D.J. Chark, who they lost in free agency. And then I also considered 
uh, who's oh uh, Tucker Craft, tight end from San Diego, or sorry, South Dakota State. Considered both those guys, but and opted to go Cedric Tillman here because I think he provides them a lot of what they're lacking in the pass game. So, uh, pick fifty six, Jaguars are going center guard from Ohio State, Luke Weipler. Uh, I like this fit for them. They need interior offensive line upgrades and just let's just keep making like I just anytime you can just make an investment in your quarterback. And that's all this is about for me. It's like, yeah, they probably could have gone edge here. There's a, a defensive tackle. That's probably good, even though they already went can see. So like for me, it's just, Hey, let's keep investing into that offense. Let's make sure Trevor Lawrence is taken care of. So we're going to take our biggest remaining need on offense, which is an interior offensive lineman. And we get a dang good one in Luke Weipler pick 57. Uh, trend continues. The Giants are going Wisconsin center slash guard Joe Titman. I know Titman didn't play a ton of guard in college, but I think he can do that in the NFL. He's a big boy and he's strong. So I think Titman, you know, the Giants have kind of been in a battle with their offensive line for a while. Last year they made a big stride with um, you know, their their tackle situation. So they've got bookend tackles now. They're adding Tipman to the mix. The thing is starting to come together on offense there. Um, especially when you combine, you know, adding Quinton Johnson to the mix. So they're adding talent on offense. I think that's a win. Dallas Cowboys 58. They're going Zach Charbonnet, running back UCLA. The Zeke Elliott replacement. This is a great fit for them. Um, people might think it's early for Sharbs. I like Sharbs in the second round, and I'm pretty anti-running back guy. So I think he's going to give him a ton of value. He's got sneaky pass catching skills as well, but he's that he's going to be the hammer to Tony Pollard's lightning. So I'm, I'm a big fan of, of the fit here. Pick 59. The Buffalo bills are going Marvin Mims wide receiver from Oklahoma. This is um probably another, I think this is the fit. I've said top five favorite pick of the, the scenario here. This is probably number five. I love Marvin Mims, like love Marvin Mims to Buffalo, man. This is a huge win for them. They get a guy who can kind of do everything. Three level, you can attack defenses on all three levels. Um, maybe a little bit of rawness to his game, but that's okay. They don't need him to be a superstar right away with Stefan Diggs and Gabriel Davis in the fold. But this guy can come in. He can play on the outside. He can play in, in the slot. He can do a lot of different things for you, and they're, they've got a you know really nice – situation now with those three guys i know they brought in some free agents too those aren't needle movers though i think marvin mims is a needle mover so ultimately it's just about keeping josh allen uh at his ceiling pick 16 the bengals go keanu benton defensive tackle wisconsin oh this was another guy i considered for detroit at 55 by the way ended up opting to pass but the bengals pick him up here um this is a this is a good pick for them i mean they just they need a little help on the interior there and, and benton's a beast i think early in his career he profiles as a, as a more of a run stopper pocket pusher type but he does have some athleticism upside some length i think he can develop a pass rush plan of attack as well and get some production there pick 61 the bears finally after you know going all in on the fields thing they they go defense cornerback dj turner um, a lot of the big, strong D linemen in this class are now gone at this point. So I think Turner going corner here is uh, is perfectly fine for them. Turner brings insane upside. He can play on the outside for you. I think they like um, last year's what second round pick. Uh, 
I'm blanking on his name. Uh, what's his name? Last year, from Washington, the cornerback from Washington, Kyler. Yeah, Kyler Gordon. I think they like him in the slot. So Turner comes in on the outside. Lightning speed. He can he can match and mirror anybody in this league. Um, he's got some developmental stuff he needs work with as well. But I think he's a is a good uh, project to take at sixty one. 62, the Eagles, they have a lot of needs, but not that many where I, I just felt like, you know, I don't want to keep repeating myself, but quarterbacks are the most important position on the on the field. So if you have one, then just keep investing into them. If you don't have one, then draft quarterbacks. Eagles have a pretty good offensive line situation. They've already added two players on defense. So we went wide receiver here. Bear with me. We went Jaden Reed from Michigan State. This is a guy who can play outside. He can play inside. Most of his career, he played with terrible quarterbacks and still produced at a high level. He's also a fantastic special teams player. Probably one of the best return guys in the entire country. He's given you value as a rookie just from that alone. But the fact that he can come in, he can play slot for you. I know A.J. Brown likes to kick in the slot sometimes. Devontae Smith can even do some of that. Um, it just a, gives you a really, really well-rounded wide receiver unit with A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Jaden Reed. It's an embarrassment of riches, but this is what I want to see. When you got a quarterback like, quarterback like Jalen Hurts, let's make sure we're keeping him as insulated and as uh, protected as possible with either good pass catchers or good pass protection. Uh, I just think this offense gets even better with a guy like Jaden Reed on the field. All right, pick 63, Derek Hall, Edge Auburn. Probably the last big-time D lineman in the group. I, he probably should go a little earlier in this too, but just didn't work out that way. Um, one notable guy we left out of the mock was Keon White. I just don't see him as a uh, round one or two player for me. Too much development needed there. Uh, but yeah, Chiefs go Derek Hall. They need edge help, and since they went tight end in the first round, they kind of get lucky, actually, that a guy like Derek Hall is here. I think he could turn into a, a day one starter for them on edge, which is crazy. I know they have George Karloftis and you know some other guys there, but Hall's, Hall's a good player. You know He's not perfect by any means, but he's a good player. I think he's going to defend the run well, and he's got some pass rushing upside. So um, big win for them. All right. That's a two-round mock. We did it, and we did it in 42 minutes, which that's not too bad considering I think the first time I did a mock on the air with you guys, I went 42 minutes just in the first round. So we got through two full rounds of 42 minutes. I feel good about that. Um, if you have any questions, you can always feel free to reach out and ask me too. DM me or argue with me. Say, hey, I hated this pick for this team. What were you thinking there? But uh, anyways, that's going to be it, guys. Take care. I'll be back tomorrow with another guest, and we got great guests playing for you all. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com.